Josh, there is one. You know what? I'm going to change that. I was going to have a story that wasn't going to be in the top five, and we we're going to talk about it here. But I think I think we have to talk about it in the top five stories today. Yeah, because I don't think I can control my laughter and keep it within a segment to talk about Pete Alonso launching a baseball back into the stands. <laughs> Now, obviously, big story number one is going to be Oklahoma, not to ruin anything, not to try to spoil the fun. But for those who don't get to stick around for the next 12 to 15 minutes, uh, not a lot of news out of camp. Fairly quiet weekend. We'll have a couple of, I guess the best way to, to put it is opportunities to hear from the Sooners this week. So we'll um, – I just had this list in front of me. I think it's today and tomorrow. It's evening. And you know what? School starts today. For Oklahoma. So it's a whole new world. You're you're now in the grind of class, and you're in the grind of being able to mesh that schoolwork with football. And while it's easy for some, it can be a challenge for others. So it's like you get you get a real football week this week. And as it stands right now, Monday and Tuesday are going to be post practice availabilities, and that won't be until later in the evening. So today and tomorrow, six looks like it's going to be about six, maybe almost seven o'clock. So we'll hear from Jeff Levy tomorrow on the show, and we'll hear from Ted Roof on Wednesday's show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, because tomorrow's Tuesday. Final camp questions. Oh, gosh. You want to do that show today from two to three? Yeah, let, let's do that. Sure. Uh, uh, let's do it live from Buffalo Wild Wings at Edmond. What do you two think? Two to three. Two to three. We'll be out there. So that's that's big story number one, but here we go with the top five stories today as we kick off our number three. The top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Ah, yes, Newcastle Casino. I-44, exit 107, where they have the scoreboard sports bar. Our front row sports bar, located at Newcastle Casino. Monthly drink specials, happy hour every day from 3 to 6. And you can place your bets in the OTB. That's off-track betting at Newcastle Casino. Learn about all their great rewards at NewcastleCasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Josh, how about the start from Matthew Mott? 2-0 and oh on the season. Got him. Got him playing, scoring some goals now. 2-0 and oh on the season. And it was interesting because we joked after the preseason, the exhibition season, that they might be in a little bit of trouble But uh, with scoring goals, right? But what, what did Matt Mott always say? Hey, man, we're going to score goals. That's not going to be a problem. Boy, did they. Come from behind. They win in dramatic fashion over ORU yesterday. Let me see if I can – I thought I had it right here. I thought I had the final call of Chad McKee with the game-winning goal for the Oklahoma Sooners. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, no, I got even better. Here is Matt Mott afterwards talking about this team finding a way to get it done. Yeah, uh, you know, really good game, right? They tested us right from the opening whistle. Scored, they scored a great goal. You give OU a ton of credit. Right? They're really well coached and uh, really well drilled in what they're trying to do. And you know, they gave us all kinds of fits, especially in the first half. You know, we thought we got on top there at 2-1, and then they came back on a great counterattack goal and the score a second one. So, um, 
you know, we went in the locker room and, and talked about it and, and, you know, felt like we had to come out and work a little harder defensively and, um, you know, stop their momentum some. And I thought we did a good job of that. So, you know, overall, certainly really happy to, to be 2-0. And, and you know, it's, like, I think it's important that um, you can learn things in games. It's the win it is a real positive. There you go. Don't you know you're beautiful? <laughs> uh OU ends up winning it, and then they added – here's that added goal for them. Uh, they were up 3-2, to two, and then in the 77th minute – well, let's, let's just go ahead and – let's just go ahead and give you the go-ahead goal. This is Sooner Sport – oh, no, I'm sorry. Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus, Chad McKee. As Croplin takes this corner kick, it's a low driving kick deflected out front. Hawkins got a try, and she scores! Any loose ball in her area is dangerous, as you saw right there. Two more goals tonight, five on the season for Hawkins, and it's a and it's a four to two game. There you go, two and zero on the season. Let's go, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. So OU soccer off to a good start. Here's what it looks like for this week because they're not they're not finished. They will play on. Thursday at John Crane Field against Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then they'll travel to Samford on Sunday for a 1 o'clock showdown. Or travel to Birmingham, Alabama for a 1 o'clock showdown with Samford. Did that just get released? Yes, it did. We got a little beer-breaking news in big story number five. The University of Oklahoma has partnered with Coop Ale Works to debut Schooner All-American Ale, the official craft beer of OU Athletics. I like the can, that's for certain. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? A blonde ale. Mm, That's what I drank. Well, now it is, anyways. (laughs) If it wasn't before, now it is. So, uh, I I don't see this note anywhere, but I'm assuming that a percentage of these sales benefit one of the uh, collectives for OU. Oh, does it? I mean, right? I mean, it's got to, right? Or does it just benefit the university? Okay, here we go. Let me. Sooner All American Ale is available in the marketing in the market starting August twenty first. Will also be available to purchase starting Saturday, September second. Blah blah blah. More information. Well, I know this is something that they're officially going to introduce it. I think on Friday. I was hoping to be a part of it, but I'm going home for my class reunion this weekend. Josh, thirty year class reunion this weekend. Look out! But Schooner All American Ale. 4.7%. 4.7%. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, I don't see anything as far as... Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just goes to the bank of plank. Is this my raise? Let's go. You know what? I would take... How about this? Just a 30-pack of Sooner Schooner Ale every single week, and I'm fine. Well, Kudo, they've got six and 12 packs for you. They're not doing the boxes? Come on! Uh, no, this is awesome, man. Really cool. You've seen Iowa State debut. You've, we've got Bob Stoops and, and his, his lager and his tequila, and now and now we've got Schooner All American Ale. That can is, is fire. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you've got the Sooner Schooner on it. That's awesome. All right, big story number four. Number four. So we had all kinds of baseball this weekend, but we had some pretty funny things happen too in Major League Baseball. One. One of those, that's a little bit wild, involved the Orioles 
in what it was a, a game that was an absolute blowout. But Gunnar Henderson had a chance for just, I think it was like the 11th cycle in the history of Baltimore Orioles baseball in a blowout. It's like 12-1, to 11-1. to And instead of stopping at first base to get the cycle, Josh, he took off for second and got the double. Like his teammates were like, come on back, come on back. But I don't have a problem with it, right? And by the way, the Orioles, a fun watch. It's a fun team. Mm -hmm. Gunnar Henderson, really good. But foregoes the cycle, which led to this ridiculous online debate. There's should, some, should you go for the cycle? Right. Or? Should you have stayed at first or try to stretch it? It's a blowout. There was some Russell Westbrook. Well, hey, you have a teammate tip a rebound to you for a triple-double. <laughs> you definitely should have stayed for the cycle, yes. But, Josh, nothing, and I mean nothing, cracks me. I mean, I can't even hold in my laughter. Every single time I watch Pete Alonzo launch that ball into the Bush Stadium crowd because he didn't realize it was the – very first at bat for, I, I guess what you could call the, the prize prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals. The dude that really in a lot of ways they've kind of been hanging their hat on and Mason Wynn, who I don't even know if he's, is he number one in their program? I think he is. I think he's your top prospect. First career hit, Pete Alonzo launches it into the crowd. Now here's my question for you. Do you buy that Pete Alonzo had no idea that they would want that baseball. Are you buying that today? It's tough to buy, isn't it? Right. But I'm going to say I'm going to say yeah, that, okay. that's true. I, even if it just like for a moment just slips your mind, right? I mean, he's out there playing a trying to play a baseball game. I I, I will say I'm trying to find the audio but the way in which he responded and the way in which he reacted to it in the locker room afterwards, I mean, he even he's even looking over the dugout, and you can tell that they're chirping at him pretty hard. And Alonzo's like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. Though I will say I had a laugh at something I saw on Twitter, which had the video of when Trevor Bauer was taken out of the game for Cleveland and he threw the ball over the center field wall. And someone said, Pete Alonso, when he gets a hold of Clayton Kershaw's 3,000th strikeout ball. <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> I don't know. I Listen, again, I'm a – I'm going to take him at face value. I am too. I am too. And I like Pete Alonso. But I don't know <laughs> – I don't know if I've laughed harder than just watching him unwittingly launch that ball into the stage. <laughs> it is great, isn't it? Oh, But he apologized to the person who had to give up the ball – uh, ended up getting a bat and like a. I think he gave her like an autographed baseball as well. But why? I mean, does he just like we can't use this ball anymore? So he that, chucked it. So the umpire. I'm trying to find the. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right. Here's Pete Alonzo afterwards explaining his why. I, oh, guys, so low. Can you even hear it? I, I feel. Yeah. I feel horrible. Um, I, I feel awful. I. I didn't mean to. I. I didn't. I would. I know it sounds stupid, but it's just a, a, a bad brain fart. I know uh, throwing the ball in the stands that that robs uh, that robs him of a kind of a, a really special moment. But I, I I feel really bad thinking back on on my first hit and um, and just getting the ball thrown back to the dugout. I, I feel I, I feel awful. I feel like a piece of crap. Um, I, I, yeah, it's 
just in the heat of the moment, you kind of just get lost. I, I just kind of got got up from trying to make a play, and then umpire said, "Hey, we're going to switch this ball out." So I'm like, "Okay, like I'm going to do what I always do, like throwing this. I always throw the ball in the stands, but I'll never throw the ball in the stands again. I'm just going to roll every ball to the dugout when they're going to switch it out." Um, but that's, I mean, that's 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 a really bad mistake, and it's completely unintentional. I, I feel, I, I feel horrible about. It. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> He sold me. I, I don't okay. think that there was any malicious intent. I told you. We had to fit this into the top five because I'm too enamored with it to just spend a couple of minutes before the top five stories but, of the day. And the fact that he feels so bad only makes the video that much funnier. <sighs> you can see. I mean, they are chirping at him. And in some instances, right, Pete Alonzo has had a rough year. The Mets stink. And if someone's chirping at you, it's like, let's just go. So All have right, we had – have we had any resolution here? Has Alonzo gotten the ball? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. He got the baseball. He eventually got the baseball. So Wynn, Wynn got the baseball. Right, right. Mason Wynn. He got the baseball, and the, the person who caught it was compensated from Pete Alonzo. Like, he got him another baseball and signed a bunch of stuff for him. So I'm sure a Cardinal fan is reveling in having a Mets autographed piece of gear. But, yeah. All right. Um, big story number three. Number three. All right, quick hit a couple of NFL things. We still don't have a starter in Tampa, though Baker seems like he has the edge. What you make of Joe Mixon saying that he's not going to talk to a handful of entities, including, was it Sports Illustrated, ESPN, Pro Football Network, uh, Cincinnati Inquirer, because he was mad about how they reported on his legal issues this offseason? Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm just like – do I think the media has a self-inflated sense of worth? Yes. Certain I, members for sure. Absolutely. And you know what? Everybody probably is guilty of it to some degree. A hundred percent. And I'm raising the hand on myself, you, and no, I feel like you're pointing the finger, not raising the hand. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, they do. With that said, it's not a battle you're going to win. You're, just, you're not going to win that battle. It's, it's so bad in the public perception department. Unless Joe Burrow and everyone else is on board with you. The second big thing from this weekend, we had three major injuries that went. I, actually, I think it's four, right? We had two players in the Eagles-Browns game that got carted off on Friday night. You had the, the John Wofford hit that he took, and then the Patriots cornerback, which, man, that was scary with the way that he went down. Good news is everyone looks like they're going to be okay except for Demarion Overshone, who is out for the year after he tore his ACL. And by the way, that Patriots rookie was Isaiah Bolden. Was the, uh, by the way, did you get to watch any of the Cowboys game? Did you watch any of that on, on Saturday night? I did not. I did not either. You want to know why I didn't watch it, Josh Helmer? Because I ruined it. No, because I don't have NBC. Because I still don't have NBC. Direct TV. There is a squabble. Oh, what are we even doing right now? Here's what sucks even more about it. Do you need some of my streaming passwords? Just text me. No, no, no. It's fine. I'd rather grinch and moan about it than have a resolution. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of that. Much like my pool, I'd much rather sit there and cross my arms back, man, who screwed this up, than try to have it get fixed. All right, here's my issue. Here, here's my issue. The game was on the NFL Network and it was on NBC. But it was blacked out on the NFL Network because – in, in Oklahoma, I think Tulsa still does it as well, right? You have a local affiliate that picks up Bill Jones and Babe Laufenberg and the preseason Dallas Cowboys TV right. network, which is fine. I, I, that, that's great. Theoretically, it's good if you have NBC. But when NBC is currently blacked out because 
I don't know, Nexstar is fighting with DirecTV and for some reason nobody's doing anything about it. Can we find a workaround so the game still ends up on the NFL network? At least in this market. At least in this market. And I know there's others that are affected too. The answer to that is no, and we won't. Aaron Rodgers to play for the uh, – oh, look at me. Aaron Rodgers to start for the Jets next week in the Snoopy Bowl. Jets versus Giants. Did you know they called that the Snoopy Bowl? No, but that's an awesome name. That is. It is. So he's going to play this weekend. And um, I guess that's really it, unless there was an outcome that blew you away this weekend in the preseason. Snoopy Bowl doesn't happen every season now. That's right. All right, big story number two. Number two. All right, we got quarterback decisions. You'll hear Kirby Smart on why he chose Carson Beck and what's going on at Ohio State and Alabama coming up at the bottom of the hour. And it is game week for Notre Dame, Navy, San Jose State, USC. And others. And others. (laughs) Vanderbilt, Hawaii, who are playing without end zones. And by that, I mean stands in the end zones because of construction. But we'll get to that coming up after we get to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Again, as we said to kick this thing off, we've got a new beer. Oklahoma Athletics has partnered with Coop Aleworks to create official, the official craft beer of OU Athletics, which is Sooner Schooner All-American Ale. It is an awesome can. I can't wait to try it. Uh, just out. But I know you don't care about this right now because you care about how things are going in practice. We'll find out a little bit more tonight. Hey, anybody got a – you need a schooner? <laughs> I, I like that. I'll have a schooner and a schooner. We good? All right, let's go. But, again, quiet weekend in OU practice, at least from some of the notes that I've seen. Seems as if things are trending well with the uh, one through five on the offensive line. Seems like Dylan Gabriel is having a great camp. Seems like Marcus Major is a name that constantly is coming up with people that I talk to. But the best news, I know as much as we're greedy, is no news. And nobody was injured. And then real quick before we break, Josh, since we are sitting in on locked out today because we're taking over. That's right. David Stone, are we all reading into this on was that Friday night, Saturday when he threw up the U and I think we've known rumblings that, that there's big time money offer out there for him. I think we've known that family's pretty attracted to the U, mm-hmm. that they're a serious player. Is it is it what I would characterize as good? No. But am I convinced that he's not coming to Oklahoma? No, I'm not either. Hmm. But uh oh man, if if Stone picks Miami and doesn't pick OU, it uh Everything in this recruiting class is going to be overshadowed by that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the other thing. You know they're not going to quit. I, I noticed the the other defensive lineman yesterday reopened his commitment. All right, his recruiting, expanding his recruiting. Well, I, I think I would too if I was a Missouri prospect knowing how these laws are guided towards getting you paid whenever you commit to Missouri. And again – I learned a lot about that this weekend. A lot, Josh. What did, what did you learn? Well, kind of what we had heard. The university can't directly be involved, right? Like Eli Drinkowitz and Missouri people, but their collectives can be right under this law. And immediately you're going to start getting paid and you're going to start getting money. As soon as you're a committed prospect? In state. Yep. You got to be in state. So if I'm an in-state guy in Missouri and I see um, the Winari – 
Winery? Yeah, Winery. Winery commitment, and I realize what's out there. Someone's like, bro, if you just you're from Missouri, you go to Missouri school, then suddenly I might be thinking about things a little bit differently. Or high profile profile guys going to move into the state. It's true, right? <laughs> suddenly they're, they're going to be getting in state prospects from out of state. Suddenly, uh, you're going to be in a situation where it's like, hey, so and so is transferring to Lee Summit. What's going on there? Well, he's trying to make money. <laughs> All right, so quick break. When we come back, let's pay off the quarterback battles across college football next. Hey, you better be careful here, five-star Randy. You're going to get a stern talking to on social media. He writes, maybe we need to start recruiting the parents since that seems to be who made some of the biggest decisions for the recruit. Seems like the kids favor OU, but at crunch time, the parents picked a school. Be careful there. Teddy brought up an excellent point a couple weeks ago, and it stayed with me in all of these conversations. Part of the reason is that these dudes do really like the OU staff, and it's hard to tell them I'm not coming. So, see on David Stone. I did not give the best breakdown of Jay Sean Ross, who wasn't committed. So, I, I apologize, Robbie. That was the, the funniest part about that is, yeah, hey, I'm reopening things, resetting the – it's like, well, well what, do you, what do you mean? You're not committed anywhere. Are you, are you trying to get Missouri involved in this so you can get paid? But he was – what, slam dunk to OU, then slam dunk to Nebraska, and now he's suddenly hitting the reset button, as he put it. I should say, though, if you've cut schools out, right, and then you're resetting, it's like, well, hey, everybody's back into the party. If, if you'd narrowed down your potential choices. So even though you didn't commit, right, I mean, that part makes sense. If you're resetting things, reopening it. According to rivals, it's believed that Arkansas, Tennessee, Nebraska, and Penn State have the best shot at landing the Liberty North defender. That's despite the fact that the future cast still has Nebraska and the Sooners sitting at 50% chance of landing him. So take that for what it's worth. I have decided to reopen my recruitment. Josh Helmer, when I tell you that I saw that tweet and I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out who he was committed to, I ain't lying. I ain't lying. We'll get back to the text line coming up in just a bit. All right, it's 1130. Let me pay off what we were talking about in big story number two. Over the weekend, we, we got the naming of the starting quarterback at Georgia. And it was done in a kind of a weird way, to be honest with you, because Kirby Smart was asked a question about kind of having a quarterback back uh, and, and basically how you're dealing with you know, not having a quarterback back and what that's looked like. I think this is it. Everything just kind of reset on me. And then just casually dropped the starting quarterback. Here we go. Oh, no, no. You know what? That's not it. No, I'm, I might have to reset this. I might have to reset Is there anybody this. eating a bag of potato chips? Because if it not, sure I don't does, want it. It sure does sound like it in the background of some of these. Let me see here. This you felt like you weren't about your football team through. Oh, my gosh. All right, never mind. Hang on. One more? One more. Let me, let me try one more. Let me try one more place. I had it queued, and then as soon as I left uh, to another website, it go, it gone. All right, let's see if this is it. When do you expect to have a decision on that? Here we go. Uh, no outline for the time. Uh, they were, one was three for three. One was uh, three for four today. Oh, that was both- kicker. All right, son of a bee. I usually write down the time, but I didn't hear. You want to try one more? Um... Let's see here. I got, I got one more time cue. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I didn't write the time cue of what he was talking about. It's just he's talking. 
What have you felt like you've learned about your football team? Oh, same one. Okay. Next segment. We'll find it. Next segment. All right. Nobody freak out. Everybody calm down. This is E1. Meanwhile, Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't sound like a happy man with the way things are going with his quarterback. He was asked. Hold on, hold on. He was asked about leadership and what he needs to see from his quarterbacks. You know, what I tell the quarterbacks is it's not up to the coaches. You're looking over your shoulder to see if the coach is going to do this or that. How about you forcing me to play? Forcing me to play you. Force us to play you. When you get your reps and you get a chance to play, you play so good, we we don't have any choice but to play you rather than worrying about all this other stuff. So that's the only way I can answer your question. (laughs) Boy, that's a bad sign for college football, isn't it? If Nick Saban's this upset, (laughs) it usually doesn't mean good things for everybody else. How about this? This was his opening statement in his last press conference on Thursday. The message pretty much is you kind of do an assessment after first scrimmage, even though that was just our third, you know, practice in pads. Um, But I think the question you ask is what, what percentage of the guys are playing winning football? Um, And are you willing to do the things you need to do to invest in yourself so that you are doing the things that you need to do so that you can improve because the tendency is, especially in the conditions that we're in is it's very easy to endure practice, you know, do what you have to do to get by. Don't really focus. Don't really play, play fast. And if you ask everybody in the room, do you want to win? They'd all say, yeah, we want to win, but are you willing to do the things you need to do to win? And you got to get out of your comfort zone. Some people would say you got to make sacrifices and do things so that you can improve. But you know, the way I'd rather say it is you got to invest uh, in yourself in terms of doing the things that, that are going to help you on and off the field be the best player you can be. And the bottom line is just to ask yourself, you know, can your team make trust you to do your job? And that should be everybody's goal in terms of uh, what they strive to do and what they're trying to do so that they that's how you compete to play. That's how you compete for playing time. It's funny because literally at the beginning of the week, it was like party. Nick Saban's cracking jokes. He's like, I've been chewing and patting him on the back. I've been a little bit too much chewing. <laughs> now it's like, I want these guys got to make me play. It's what's going on here. Next question. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know who else hasn't made a decision yet on their starting quarterback? Who's that? Ohio State. I don't know if we've ever been in a situation in the history of preseason rankings where three of the top five teams, including the unanimous number one overall team in the country, doesn't have a starting quarterback. And it just doesn't even matter. And it doesn't matter with Georgia, right? But Ohio State, here's what Ryan Day said. Yeah, you'd like a sizable gap to to name a starter for sure. Um, it's hard to name somebody when there there, there isn't a significant gap, like you said. So um, looking for someone to emerge. Um, there's been good things. There's been, um, you know, things that they want back. And um, I, I appreciate their competitiveness right now. They're going at it every day. Um, we are not ready to name a starter right now. Um, you know, and, and so the competition will continue this week. The competition will continue this week. 
Could you play two quarterbacks? Yeah, I think that's something we have to decide this week probably is that um, are we ready to um, you know, name somebody by the end of the week or do, does the competition continue into the season? You know, uh, That's not ideal, uh, but if that's where we're at, then that's what we'll do. They've got so, so much skill talent. You just need somebody that's not going to totally screw things up. Let Marvin Harrison go be uh, himself and Fleming and on and on and on. That's right. I mean, they might have – Ohio State probably has the best group of wide receivers in America. Gosh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Did you hear the – did you hear the most incredible, ridiculous thing I heard this weekend? What's that? Was that the Colts were trying to tank to get Marvin Harrison Jr.? It's like, what? why would you – Tank for a wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it acts. I think it exploded my mind. That's uh, a good way to generate <laughs> excitement and clicks. Um, by the way, I I was gonna say something really, really incredibly mean, but I think Chris meant well. Chris, Dallas's preseason football games were not on ABC and OKC, so I appreciate it. But we have different affiliates in OKC the carry it than you do in Tulsa. Now, if I'm not mistaken, KTUL, Channel 8, still ABC, right? 8 ABC, 9 CBS, 2 NBC. I don't know if they're having the same problem in T-Town, but on DirecTV, NBC is blacked out because of some disagreement between Next Gen Star or something like that that has gone on since the final 10 laps of the Chicago street raid in NASCAR. Now, I don't know if I should be offended that you would think that it was simply me having it on the wrong channel or if I should be grateful that you would be kind enough to say, no, no, man, it was on ABC. I think I have the wrong What do you think? I, how could I? I'll stay calm. Thank you, Chris, for the note. Like, I literally, oh, you're telling me it was two channels up where a, a 2020 or a Dateline was probably on? You, sir, look like you need a scooter. <laughs> um, and, oh, by the way, kudos to everyone who said, why don't you just go get an antenna? Go get an antenna. Go get an antenna. Hey, you know what you need to sub- – no, I pay for DirecTV. And I'm not going anywhere because you fools can patchwork all these other networks that you have. I get everything I want with DirecTV. I'm fine. They're going to figure it out. And if I can't get it on NBC, I'll just illegally stream it. That's right. Or you could hit me up and I can, I can get you, get you situated. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So quick break. Let me get the Kirby Smart audio pre-cued. So I don't have that disaster to start a segment. I want to remind everyone, Josh and I, from 2 to 3 today, are going to be out of Buffalo Wild Wings. Come out and see us. We'd love to have you there. In Edmond, in Edmond, off I-35. It's part of the Gridiron Giveaway, and the gist of it is just like the 68-team giveaway, where I think it's, what, 70 teams? Power 5 teams. uh, Independent. Independent, like Notre Dame. And if your team makes the playoffs and wins a national championship, incredible prizes, and you have another team to root for outside of Sooners. Unless you get Oklahoma. Unless you get Oklahoma, that's right. Or OSU. And while your team is uh, on the air all season long, free chips and salsa, is that right? That's correct. If uh, if you get one of the 70 teams? If you get one of the 70 teams, you not only get a free T-shirt, but you and that's that's the smallest of the prize. Free T-shirt and Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, all but one location in OKC. 
uh, would take care of you on game day, making sure that you have free chips and salsa. Very cool. Quick break. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, here is, here is Kirby Smart three and a half minutes into his press conference on Saturday afternoon, just casually dropping that they've got their starting quarterback. And what I mean casually dropping, listen to this. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a difference uh, between Black. I mean, last year, Stetson was our starting quarterback, you know. Um, uh, Carson Beck is, is going to be our starting quarterback. He's, he's, he's done the best job. Uh, we've communicated that uh, earlier in the week to the other quarterbacks, and we've kind of been operating uh, that way. And the other guys uh, have done a tremendous job in terms of competing, um, and they're, they're going to continue to do that. You know, We haven't said anything in terms of who the second quarterback is or how those reps are going to be divvied up, but uh, Carson is, is ahead of the other guys in terms of what he understands about the offense. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I was really impressed with the other two quarterbacks throughout camp, how far they've come in terms of improvement. Uh, Coach Bobo has done a great job uh, with those guys, and uh, they both made a lot of plays with their feet and done some good things. Carson's been in this offense, uh, you know, for a year over one of them and two years over uh, over Gunner, and uh, he's just ahead. So uh, he'll be our starting quarterback as far as the other guys. I'm I'm excited. Uh, Of course you're going to say that. I don't want them going anywhere. It was a unique quarterback battle of Georgia, right? In that you didn't have any transfers or portal additions or grad transfers or anything of that nature. You had three guys that had been in the system for that tiered amount of time. Beck's been in there for, what, three? Two years for Vandegrift. I don't know why the other kid's name has escaped me right now. But, I mean, you pretty good. Pretty old school, if you will, with how some of these quarterback battles go. Boy, remember whenever we all freaked out when Brock Vandegrift decommitted from Oklahoma to go to Georgia? Oh, how, how could you how could you possibly forget? Right after the uh, Peach Bowl demolition. Breaking news, too, real quick before we get to the phones. According to Pete Thamel, USC is set to hire Jennifer Cohen as the new athletic director. She's been the AD at Washington. Since 2016, and according to this little write-up on X, she's overseen the program reaching the college football playoff and is a member of the CFP committee. Interesting hire, seeing that many Washington fans feel like she chased off Chris Peterson. And an interesting hire because the most recent story about Washington outside of taking less money to go to the Big Ten, which I still think is a great move for them, was that they were, what, $7 $7 million over budget, and they couldn't identify where the money was bleeding from? Heck of a hire. See how it works out. True Sooner, what's going on, man? Welcome to the program. How are you, True? I heard Lincoln and this new athletic director had like a thing going on. <laughs> don't st- please don't Stop start it. that. Don't start that. <laughs> All it takes is one person going, hey, I think I heard something on Plank Show about that. Don't. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to be attached to that. Well, you know, all the important people uh, listen to your show, so it's all good. Hey, uh, so I got a question for you, and I'm kind of, I kind of caught a little bit of it, and I got, it got me thinking about this a little earlier. You were talking about Dylan Gabriel and how he, how he you know, possibly has a chance to come back to OU and all that kind of stuff if he wants, and that OU may, not, may or may not, you know, be, uh, you know, up, up to snuff with that. But my question to you is, are you telling me right now that we're in a day – of where let's, I mean, it's not, 
it's not, you know, unheard of that he could have a, if not a New York City type season, he mm-hmm. could be knocking on the door. He could be knocking on the door at New York City, right? I mean, he, sure. I mean, I mean, so, so are you telling me that if he does that and they have a 10 and 2 type season and he's proven and he's going into his third year and he would be a top three candidate, and I, this is all hearsay or all, I see where you're you know, going. I mean, are you telling me that they that, that the Sooner Nation and and Venables and them wouldn't wouldn't welcome him back? With I mean, I love Jackson Arnold, and I hope sure. he's a, and I hope he's everything. But you know what I'm saying? What do you what do you think? Are we are we to that point? The good news is we're not to that point yet. Number two, I <laughs> I firmly believe that Dylan Gabriel's goal is to turn pro after this year. I firmly believe that. Okay. Okay. But. Again, it brings up a very int- – if he sets the world on fire and Oklahoma makes the playoffs, right, this is all he's kinda, he's, close he's loss. He's kind of small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of small. I, he has to prove himself again. I mean, you know. You know, I talk about this a lot in my real life, not my radio life, but in my real life. I'll worry about things that have no chance of right. happening. And, and now I feel like we're worrying about something that we're not even right. in the infancy of knowing what kind of problem it could be. But it makes for good radio, so I'm here for it. Are you surprised? One more thing, and I'm going to get off here. But is, are you surprised at going back to the Kelly Maxwell stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing, and, and it's not on your show, and it's not. On, it's more on. I've heard a couple things on Sirius. I've heard some things around town, stuff like that. Are you surprised that like the negativity toward, um, not the negative, but but that basically Kenny Gajewski, he's got a lot of friends around town and mm-hmm. around the Sirius market. But are you surprised that he is like? Oh, he's he's just a competitor, so it's okay for some of the stuff he said. Is that is that me? Are you hearing the same kind of stuff? You know, I, I honestly, and I got to run true because I'm up Thank against you. it. Appreciate it, man. But honestly, I, I'm just I haven't heard much at all. I haven't heard anything outside of a few things I've been tagged on on social media. I don't hear anyone talking about it. I mean, again, I don't listen to too much. I mean, I can tell you what happened in the tragic, tragic murder death of the podcast over my dead body in season one that I listened to while I mowed my yard for like 10 hours this weekend for some ungodly reason. But I don't I don't think anyone would listen to that and think that's the best way to go about attracting people in the future to your program with what Kenny said. But I also I also think people are just – they've reached that point like we did with the Patriots and like you did with Alabama and others where they just they, – they get tired of people winning. Even if Oklahoma is led by one of the most, if not the most incredible person on the planet in Patty Gasso, two of the most real people in Jen Rocha and JT Gasso that you'd ever meet, and probably some of the most dynamic players we'll ever see in this sport in Jada Coleman, T.R.A. Jennings, Kinsey Hansen, who, by the way, are all day one Sooners. Day one, Riley Boone. But because they've been so successful, I think people get tired of it. And so I think it is viewed as, oh, poor Kenny, more than it is, hey, I'm going to go play with the best, go for it. That's just my own personal take on it. And to be honest, I not really thought about it too much, true, because I'm just ready to see the season and how it plays out. We got some time before we get there. And I'm really intrigued to see how Jen, how Coach Rocha works with Kelly Maxwell because she had some things that fell apart for her last year. And 
You know, DJ Sanchez on the broadcast pointed out she thought some of it was mechanical, and she's over there while we're calling the game, and DJ's like whipping her arm out. I'm like, what? What are you doing? She goes, she's lifting her arm. This is a, this is a fundamental mistake that she's making. Quick break. Put a wrap with the best of the text next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Oh, geez, we only got two minutes left. I, I'm going to keep the best of the text for two to three because there's some really good stuff on Love here. it. Like just Tracy and Burleson writes, look, if DG goes to New York after a 10-2 season, he's going pro, no question. End of story. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's probably true. And then this from Jesse G. An AD that doesn't keep a close eye on things, that's ideal for Muleshoe. That's a non-compliance match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma Jones, I am – I'm saving yours for this afternoon. And then there's five-star Randy. Try this on. Gabriel has this great season, but uses his last year to transfer it to another school. Nah, that's not happening. But you never know these days. How did we get down this road? What, what happened on this show that led to that? Is this True's fault? I feel like that seed was planted somehow earlier in the program. Yeah. Oh. You, you just asked the I question. I I just brought it up, didn't I? Jeez, this is my fault. It's no, it's it's. How does the song go? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Thank you, Taylor. I, I this is my fault. All right, y'all. We'll see you this afternoon at two o'clock. We're gonna be live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're pulling the old daily double from two to three in Edmond. Come see us. In fact, Steelman is launching the Gridiron giveaway right now from Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond on the home of Sooner fans. Have a great Monday, everybody.